it is time to celebrate. A celebration is in order. Why? Because this is the very, very last weekend until this completely criminally insane election season is somewhat over. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just eat, drink, smoke, or eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I'm not asking you about your politics. All I'm saying is I so desperately want this done and finished and move on the final weekend of all the insanity. And so we're celebrating early. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to lose. But we're celebrating early with the Four Roses Small Batch Select Bourbon. I could not be happier because, Fingers Malloy, it is 104 proof. Oh, that's beautiful. Can we get a little oh, round yeah, of applause? Absolutely. Put and that down. And not only am I applauding you for that, I'm applauding you for the optimism, thinking that it's going to be over <laughs> this weekend. I don't know how we even introduced ourselves. <laughs> Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy right there, who is back from his car travels. We're going to get into that story coming up in a little bit. Let's talk bourbon, shall we? Uh, I, I like Four Roses. I am I am a fan of, of what... They do. Now, this is the small batch select, so not the small batch. You got to look a a little harder for this one, 104 proof. The small batch is at 90 proof, right? So that's the amount of alcohol. This is a blend. So it's got two different things going on. It's got a Mashville that's 75% corn, 20% rye, and 5% malted barley, and a Mashville 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley. So it's a blend of those two. A bourbon has to be at least 51% corn. It has to be aged in a charred oak, first-use American barrel, right? And it can only be diluted with water to bring down the proof. There can be nothing else done to it. This is a very, very pretty color. This is a very, very pretty amber that we got going on right here, almost to a golden. Sometimes you'll see things in a little more of the copper. I think some people might call this copper depending on the light that you're looking in. So when I take a look at it out the window, I am at a absolute kind of golden. When I take a look at it more at the in, interior lighting, I'm at a little more of uh, the copper. We use a Glencairn glass for this one. That's that almost, um, like, what do you call this? Like hourglassy kind of shape. Yes. It's just a, a glass that was built, designed to be able to, you can tilt uh, the, the bourbon or, or whatever it is you're drinking, be able to put your nose in it properly and get a good, feel of it. And on the nose, uh, fingers Malloy, as you, as, you, as you stick your beak in there, right there, where are you on it's, that? It's sweet. I can't really put my finger on exactly the... It's It's got a hint of fruit, but I, I can't pinpoint... It's not quite citrusy, but No, what it is is a touch syrupy. It's it's almost dessertish in 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 the nose. There's definitely some vanilla in there. There's definitely some caramel uh, in there. It is actually lovely. There's, there's no medicinal, right? There's no ethanol... No flavoring right that that hard alcohol kind of flavoring none of that whatsoever it is actually quite lovely on the note like i don't know maybe someone could think there's ethanol not me compared to some of the other things that we've done not at all especially at that at this proof you would expect more anything over 100 sometimes you expect that that strength no this this nose wise is very nice and there is, there is a little bit uh, of fruit. It's not orchard, but it, a little. Uh, there's a, definitely a fruity. But it's feel. not citrusy. It's like if right. I, I can't put my finger on. It's not it's heavy. Like, it's not, which is a bit. Sometimes you get that big, big nose. This is this is actually nice, and you can pick up a couple of those fragrances going on there. Now we do this neat, and then we bring it to either an ice chip or a cube. 
more and more I'm an ice chip guy. Just give me a little bit of chill, a little water in there to open things up and see how it goes. You ready to take a... Oh, absolutely. Are you ready? Are you oh, ready? boy, am I ready. <laughs> Not quite as ready as last week when my car broke down, but I'm ready. Wait till you hear that story. The rest of it. All right, he's taking his sip. He's doing uh, the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate right there. The Kentucky Chew. Okay. For me... Right off the bat, it's very smooth, not and no burn at all. A little bit of uh, warming in the chest, but nothing that would uh, make you feel like you're being overpowered by a high proof bourbon. Uh, I, I got right off the bat a little bit of licorice, Tony. I don't yeah. know if you got that. Um, definitely like a, a sweetness, syrupy. Uh, but but not too sweet or too syrupy. Just kind of sweet with a, a hint of licorice for me. This is it. There there is no sting in the tip of the tongue. No sting at the side of the tongue. It does not. It's easy going down the throat. You feel it in the very back of the throat, bottom back of the throat. It rests a little bit low chest in terms uh, of the heat. The 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 flat of the tongue. That that's a bit of spice. The flat of the tongue is a bit of spice, not in an aggressive way, but in a, it's there. I'm fully aware of it. It's a bit creamy uh, in 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 the finish. There's that nice touch of vanilla. I don't need. I don't. I'm gonna do an ice chip because I've promised myself I want to try it in all the different ways. Holy cow, am I liking this a lot? Yeah, it's very good. And oh we've talked about this previously. How seasons can impact how you enjoy a drink. And you know, during the summer, I always put my bourbon on the rocks this time around after i tried it neat i just put a little bit of cold water from our big cube in uh, the glass to to open it up and give it a, a tiny chill i'm going to be interested to see how that tastes moving forward but this is this is very good tony yeah this is first of all this is perfect for fall it's perfect for that cool crisp kind of day you want to you, you definitely would feel it that way Everything about this is working. There's nothing overpowering here. The flavoring is working really, really well together. And this is an absolute recommendation for your liquor cabinet because you'll find this anywhere in terms of the select. Now, remember, the small batch you'll find, it's different. This is the small batch select. You'll find this for about $60, $55, $60. Now, for some people, they'll be like, you know what? I'm cool with the small batch. It's 35 bucks, and I'm done and it's enough. Oh, I think there's enough here to make me do it. There's enough here to make me do it uh, and maybe keep it in the liquor cabinet to not share with friends. Right. Right? I mean, close <laughs> friends, maybe. This is absolutely wonderful. It's wonderful not because of its boldness, because of its ease. There's nothing. You know, sometimes we talk about a bourbon as complex. And I always look at that as it's it's got flavors that are layering on themselves. Sometimes we'll talk about things where flavors are pronounced, but they're not working together. You just get the flavors. This all works beautifully. This is, I got to admit, I'm very, very impressed. What's interesting about it too is I haven't had a, a sip of this in a minute, minute and a half, I'm guessing, and there's still a spice on the tongue, and it has nothing to do with any kind of alcohol burn or anything. The spice from the bourbon lingers. You talk about that all the time. Like that's your like your your revelation is that there's if you if something can stick with you, if it doesn't dissipate from the palate, if it's there, if it continues to play a part in the experience, you find that. And I, I mean, this is like the third time you've you've come across something like 
it's really sticking with me. And you've done that sometimes with cigars. You do it with the bourbon. Like, that matters to you, it seems, a great deal. Hey, value, Tony. <laughs> you have a sip of it, and it sticks around. And then on top of it being it's 104 proof, oh, this is this is oh outstanding. Outstanding, I tell you. I got to admit, this is the, uh, it, I can't say it's the first bourbon in a, in a long time, but this is very impressive. This is very impressive because for for me, the overly strong doesn't doesn't work. It it doesn't move me. It it actually keeps me from enjoying it. I want what bourbon can offer and what that wood has to offer in terms of the barrel, uh, but I don't want to be overpowered. I'm not here. The four roses, small batch select. Kids, check it out for yourself. This is Eat Drink Smoke. So Netflix is going to raise their prices, which is really weird because there's a whole story about the number of cancellations of Netflix being through the roof, up like 800%. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy right there. So the cancellations come from this uh, show that they put on, this movie called Cuties, which comes out of France. And they tell it is this, you know, this coming-of-age story about these girls, 11-year-old girls, 12-year-old girls joining a dance troupe people watch the movie and the movie is these way these children in sexually suggestive outfits in sexually suggestive poses doing sexually suggestive dances and people are like yeah that ain't right 11 year old it's in children i I wouldn't watch it i won't watch the movie I, i i have no place in my world for that people went batty they went out of their heads and supposedly the cancellations are through the roof. Now, what I can't figure out is how can you find out, right? It's 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 Netflix. They don't even tell you how many people watch one of their own right. shows. They don't give you the information. So I have no idea how they're supposed to, you know, document this stuff and, and figure out the actuality of it. But it's interesting that Netflix is thinking of raising their prices. They will go up to uh, $13.99 for the standard plan and $17.99 for the premium plan, but it's $8.99 for the entry-level basic plan. Do you even know the difference? No. I just pay it. And I, I honestly, I'm not on Netflix enough uh, to, I mean, I'm even asking myself why I have a Netflix membership at this point, because I barely use it. But I, I wonder if they have, you know, we've, we've talked about this previously on the show, how social media companies are kind of like, uh, they have this attitude like, hey, we're the only game in town. What are you going to do? Right. Netflix. I mean, they're well, you've got Hulu and you've got uh, Amazon Prime Video. They right. just they those they just aren't the same. Netflix, in a lot of ways, always seems like the only game in town when it comes to a lot of this entertainment. And you also have Apple that's moving aggressively. John Stewart is coming back to TV. The guy from The Daily Show, he's coming back. He's going to start doing a talk show on Apple Plus weekly. It's a one-hour show in very much the style of uh, John Oliver's Last Week Tonight, mm-hmm. uh, where they focus on one topic throughout the entire show and I think it's very interesting that Jon Stewart is coming back and he's already signed up for multiple seasons so there is competition in this space one of them was a group called Quibi which was uh, I think it was Katzenberg uh, and uh, and uh, Meg uh, Meg Whitman who used to head up uh, I think it was eBay that she headed up she actually ran for governor of California once their entire theory was it will all be on mobile everything will be mobile and that's the way you watch and it'll be no more than 10 minutes for a show and then coronavirus hit, and everybody was home, and they're like, well, I can't get this on my 65-inch 4K TV. Forget it. And they're shutting down. Oh, boy. Six months. The money they must have spent through the roof, and they're already 
shutting down. So there is competition here. By the way, the answer is is that the basic plan supports 480p, which is about a DVD quality. Then you can get the premium plan, which is 4K HDR, and you can do up to four screens at a time. The standard plan, I think, is what most people have. It's 1080p, and you can watch on two screens at the same time. That That's the difference between the plans. Well, I, you do bring up the competition, but it feels like as far as a broad spectrum of entertainment that Netflix provides people between stand-up comedy, uh, specials, and original movies and stuff. I, I always think that Netflix is usually as the go-to for, for most people. Uh, I would love to know the numbers, right, yeah. Tony? Because you, you hear content providers who have either comedy specials on Netflix or programs talk about how a lot of times they don't even know how many people right. are are watching, but this just seems to come across as uh, someone say, "Hey, you know, everybody's at home. We may have taken a little bit of a hit, or what sounds like maybe a significant hit with this controversy over this uh, movie. But long term, everybody's going to come back, and when they come back, eh, you're going to pay more. Now, the, the stock price went up like four percent. People like, oh, great, you're raising the prices. People cut the cord, like myself. I don't have cable, right? Which is funny. I appear sometimes on cable news, but I don't have cable." <laughs> Um, and I don't have cable because I don't, I don't need all the stuff and I didn't want to spend the money. But how many services will you have before you say, wait a second, I might as well just have cable. Now, for in, in Netflix's favor, they actually have some very, very good original content. And so you want to watch that. I just watched uh, the whole, uh, I, I binge watched the seasons. I don't know if I could say it on radio. Something Creek. It's uh, their name, so yes. I should be able to. But I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Eugene Levy and and uh, oh, I, I'm forgetting her name. She heard the character is Moira Rose, Catherine O'Hara. I couldn't remember Catherine O'Hara, and that show is amazing and yeah. worth <coughs> worth the money in every single. Ooh, I just got a piece of dust. Hold on. Well, what's interesting about Smooth. this Tony, is for years it felt like Hulu and Netflix they charged just enough to where you could forget about. The monthly subscription. That's if you over. Didn't, if you didn't use it, like I have Audible right now, and I, I don't. You really, can afford Audible. Uh, You're very impressive. I, but I for for months and months and months, uh, I've forgotten that I've had Audible, and then I'll log into my bank account and be like, oh, they took some more money out of my account. I should really cancel that because I don't use it, and then I forget about it's it. It's your gym membership all exactly. over again. That's the Fingers is still model. a member of LA Fitness. <laughs> Twenty three years later, and my abs show it. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious at what moment you get to the numbers and people are like, yeah, I got I to gotta cancel because I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it, right? The only reason I have Disney Plus is because I have Verizon and it came with it. So I was like, all right, I'll have it. I don't think I'm, I'm not enough of a Marvel or a Star Wars guy to want to keep it. I, I don't think I'm going to renew it. You know, I'll finish up the year and I'll say thank you very much and, and, and have a nice day. I have Amazon Prime. Right, so I get the Amazon stuff, and there's some things that I want to watch. Netflix will get to a place where it prices me out. Eventually, they will price me out altogether. I have been looking at taking a vacation. Mm-hmm. You you have flown twice now. Yes, and wait till you hear the 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 exciting conclusion <laughs> of Fingers Malloy's trip to Tucson to buy a car when we last left you. He didn't know if he was going to get his car or not. He had flown a thousand miles. To possibly not get a car. 1700 Was it? Is that how far away it was? Yes. Ah. Well, he's back. I, we will tell you how he got back. Coming up. United is going to offer free coronavirus tests for uh, a bunch of London-bound travelers. 
I think this is going to become a standard because it has nothing to do with worrying about your health. It has to do with them not getting sued. Right? That's the, that's the only answer here. They may say it's about your health. It is not. So much of this feels like it's lawyer-driven. And we, we talked about this maybe two months ago where JetBlue announced that they were going to start doing this, too, with some domestic flights. But they were going to send it to your house. Yeah. Right. And do it at home. And so, no, you're right. This feels like it's lawyer-driven, and this may be something for the foreseeable future. It will be part of the travel itinerary. You know, we got used to TSA going to the airport and, you know, having to take your shoes off. Now it looks like maybe the next step in in travel uh, annoyance is you're going to have to take a COVID test before you get on a plane. I question in the United States how that works. Because don't you have a right to privacy? There are HIPAA rules and things like that about keeping your your medical uh, records uh, safe, secure. I question whether or not there are going to be some civil libertarians who are like, oh, no, 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 you don't get to test me. You, what, what else are you testing for? How can I be sure? How can I be safe? And you're right, tinfoil hat and X-Files <laughs> is playing in the background, except maybe they've got a point. I think that's going to be the next big legal conversation. Can you be? Te- can someone actually force you into a test to travel? We'll find out. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, food, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It is a review of Four Roses, the small batch select, not the small batch, That's 90 proof. The small batch select, we're talking 104 proof. I have it on one chip. It has melted. I am overjoyed. I am thrilled. I am ecstatic. This is lovely. This is solid. This is in your liquor cabinet, around $60, sometimes $65. I don't know if I share it with friends, but it's certainly mine. This is fantastic. $60 a bottle, Tony? You're not sharing it with friends? Who are you? Have we met? Have we met? No, I got to admit, there is no burn on on the tongue, no sting on the tongue. A little bit in the back of the throat, you feel it in the bottom of the chest, the vanilla, the caramel. You said you got licorice out of it. That was not a flavor that I really developed into, and sometimes that changes. Well, and I don't want to mislead people or have people jump to the wrong conclusions, because sometimes when you say licorice, people assume you're talking about black licorice, which is entirely different. I'm not saying it's a black licorice. Uh, but it's it's it is a little bit of a licorice taste to me, and that has kind of gone away since I added a little bit of a uh, a few drops of cold water to it. It has opened up that flavor has gone away. It's just very pleasant, smooth, a little bit of a, a fruit flavor to yep. it. I'm very happy with this, and I would buy it at sixty dollars a bottle, and I would share it with friends. Well, Tony, you're a better man than I am. Also, there's there's a good thickness to this, a, a viscosity, uh, if you will, and it plays really well and perfect in fall. This is a a brisk weather kind of drink. Uh, again, one ice chip. That's all I did to it. This is not moving to a cube. This is fine, just the way it is. The Four Roses Small Batch Select. You're going to want to check it out. It is time, Fingers Malloy for news of the week and you're here i'm here my car didn't break down we are going to be discussing (laughs) the fingers malloy car buying experience in tucson arizona what happened when we last left him that'll be coming up but first let's get to the news oh tony 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 what i do the coronavirus what's that oh it's a thing is it's been a thing for a while and apparently it's really a thing 
in Great Britain, we've talked about how in the in the states they're already the CDC is recommending that we have Zoom holiday gatherings, Zoom with, Thanksgiving, yeah, the Zoom Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm and, not doing that. Well, in Great Britain, I'm sorry, I'm not doing you're it. You're not doing it. Uh, well, some people are looking forward to the Zoom Thanksgiving. <laughs> they don't have to be around their drunk uncle who just wants to scream about politics all day. Uh, but listen, this is this is actually very serious in Great Britain. Uh, they're really clamping down uh, with new restrictions, and there are police. The, the police have said in a certain part of Great Britain that they may intervene on family gatherings if they feel like people in Great Britain are breaking the rules. And there, there's a three-tier system in Great Britain. Um, this particular part in the West Midlands, uh, they're under a tier two warning. Or level, and what they're saying is you can't uh, have uh, households mix for Wait, celebrations. Isn't that what they did in California? You can't have more than three families together. You can't gather for more than two hours. Yeah. And there are even more crazy rules than that. So the UK, go back to the beginning. The UK is gonna has police that are gonna stop at your house and make sure if, there aren't. If they believe you are breaking restrictions when it comes to the coronavirus that are in place. There's tier three, which is no travel in and out of the area, no mixing between households indoors or in gardens. Um, and then you get to tier two, which this police chief uh, is in, uh, no mixing between households indoors and uh, rule of six outdoors. And so he's saying if we believe you are breaking these regulations, the police will come to your house. Now, we talked about this with Australia, where they were making sure you were staying in your house. They would come by, make sure your car hood wasn't warm. And if it was, thousands of dollars, you know, Australian uh, dollars. And we said, that's crazy. Well, now we've said, this, this is the UK telling Australia, hey, prisoners, hold my beer. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Australia was a penal colony, right? Yes. 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 I just wanted to say penal colony on the air. Dee. See what happens. <laughs> Uh, this is nothing to laugh about, though. This is awful. This is awful. Who? I, I look. I have I have come across plenty of people who thinks who who thinks who think that you should stay away. That you should stay at home. I think people who are susceptible. I think people who can get sick should stay at home. I don't think healthy people should be locked in their homes. I don't think young people should be locked in their homes. We want we want a society now. The UK is far different than the United States. They view free speech much differently than we do. A whole host of things. They want the society where people are going door to door. And if this is the case, what happens when Prince Harry wants to come back home and visit Prince William because they love each other so much? Meghan may come. She may not come. You don't know. Sha-la-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do, baby, without us? You got to watch some more TV, people. That's all I could ask. All I can tell you, this is awful and frightening. And it, it, wasn't it Gavin Newsom uh, who had a new Thanksgiving rule as well? Like, this isn't my imagination. No, it's not your imagination. Governor of California. A ga Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has uh, guidance for private gatherings. Listen to some of the mandatory highlights uh, from the Daily Signal. All gatherings must be held outside. Gatherings that include more than three households are prohibited. And as much as possible, any food or beverages at outdoor gatherings must be in single-serve disposable containers. Who's going to... How do you regulate this? 
I don't. I don't know. You you write this because you think it, it sounds good, not because it can have any uh, uh, effect. This is this is a weird weird moment because do, do Americans take that? This is you know there are certain things regardless of your politics, right? There are certain things that Americans understand, and this is really fascinating. It doesn't matter where you go in the country. It doesn't matter the socioeconomic uh, aspects of it. People understand three branches of government, and they understand things like, you can't just walk into my house. They understand this is my property. Get off my property. You said it as a kid when you were fighting somebody. You can't step on my property. People know these things to be factual. So when the governor says something like this, doesn't everybody, regardless of where they're from, say, yeah, he can't do that? I would hope. On a fundamental basis. I'm not asking about your politics. Fundamentally, you can't do it. And it's one thing if there are recommendations, because they did release a a list of recommendations, too. They didn't go so far as to prohibit things. And they said gatherings should be uh, less than two hours long. Uh, Wait, I might be okay with that. that uh, Right. right. Uh, Attendees may go inside to use restrooms as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. This is... whether it's Great Britain or it's California, what I worry about is how this pits neighbor versus neighbor. How are police going to find out about these parties unless you've you got a rat? You think your neighbor's going to narc on you? Oh, absolutely. I had not considered that. Absolutely. So you're going to have how neighbors. How naive am I? You're going to see, see neighbors, and, and you know there will be some neighbors who will be driving through the neighborhood thinking... Why are there so many cars in front of the Johnson's house? You mean the same people who tell you, hey, your garage door's open. Hey, the hedge is too high. <laughs> hey, you can't have that sign. Hey, right? what's that kid doing there? It's my kid. Yeah, you shouldn't have that many kids. Oh, my gosh. I had... Oh, dear Lord. Uh, first, never been so happy. I, I live in Indiana. Uh, <laughs> that's it. And to the good people who listen at KTOX 1340 uh, AM, I, a new station to eat, drink, smoke, and good to have you. Needles, California. I'm sorry. You got to let us know. You got to let us know what happens. We, you have to stay in touch with us and keep us informed as to what th- this is like. This is, I did not consider it. It's the, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually grossed out. Like, like I feel like this, that's, this is not okay. It's not okay. I, I, don't, I don't feel okay. You know what is okay, though? The National Homebrewers Association named the best beer of 2020 and our fine listeners in southwestern Michigan on WBCH will be very familiar with this beer, Bell's. It's not Pabst Blue Ribbon? No, Bell's huh. Two-Hearted Ale. Named the uh. best beer. Oh, it does my Michigan heart good listening to the news that Bell's Two-Hearted Ale won best beer in America. Yeah, I look, I have nothing against the good people from Bell's. It's just not for me. That's all. But they, they seem to win all the time, year after year. It's like four years in, in a row that, that, that they've won. I will give the shout-out to my Indiana-based Three Floyd zombie dust. Good people up there in northern Indiana. Appreciate it greatly. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So last week, when we left Fingers Malloy, he was in Tucson, Arizona, to buy a car, and the car wasn't ready It was an electric car. It was a Chevy Volt. He didn't know what was going to happen, and we had to leave it. We didn't know what came next. Eat, drink, smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy right there. This is the exciting conclusion. (laughs) It's like a two-part A-team. It was a (laughs) three-parter. 
Fingers Malloy needs a new car. He has a long commute, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to get an electric car. I'm going to get a Chevy Volt because nothing says hello, ladies, <laughs> quite like the Chevy Volt. He finds one at CarMax. We had talked about CarMax. I have bought a car and sold a car at, at CarMax. My parents have bought two cars and sold a car at CarMax. I've loved the CarMax experience. Fingers was, was iffy. Fingers wasn't sure about CarMax, but he's like, you know what? I found it, and I'm going to go out there and get it. My, instead of paying for the shipping, I'm going to fly out there and get it myself. He lands. He gets down to Tucson, and they say to him, who are you? <laughs> the word did not get through when he spoke to somebody that he was going to be there to get the car. So the car was not charged. The car was not clean. Is that true or false fingers? That's one? true. Okay. So when we left him, he he's like, they didn't know. They were lovely, though, right? They were lovely to you. Couldn't have been nicer. But they, they didn't know he was coming. Car wasn't ready. He did not know if the car was going to work, whether or not he was going to be driving at home or flying at home. You wake up the next morning, Fingers Malloy. Yes. Because we left you at that moment where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. It was the cliffhanger. It was like a very special blossom. <laughs> and you wake up the next morning, you get yourself, you're at the hotel, you have some eggs, you maybe have a pancake. You get to CarMax. What happens? The sales staff couldn't have been nicer. The sales manager of CarMax greeted me at the door, escorted me to my fully charged Chevy Volt. Did he carry you? Like no, on Pegasus wings but or I was, Gossamer wings. I was so happy that I floated to the car, Tony. <laughs> it was fully charged. Uh, the, 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 the folks in the back who do the detailing did an outstanding job cleaning the car up. They couldn't have been friendlier. I was in there for maybe a total of a half an hour, and I, they patted me on my head, and I was on my merry way with my brand-new used 2017 Chevy Volt that uses a battery power that you charge. You know, you charge the battery, right. 53 miles of range, and then it goes over to gas, so it's not strictly an electric vehicle. That way you can drive it home from Tucson without having to stop every hour and a half. So everything that, that you had experienced the day before where you're like, I can't believe they didn't know I was coming and everything else, the next day it was like, we got you covered in every which way. They made up for everything that happened up to that point. They, Like I said, the car uh, looked great, fully charged. They even gave me a bottle of water, Tony. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. <laughs> And so, and I, and I drove home and so, so, so let's, let's hold on. Let's, let's take a step back. I want to know the level of fear in your brain that there you are that night, you're in a hotel room and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have a car. Like, did you sleep that night? Oh yeah. Well, listen, I, I could have easily hopped on a plane and, and, and I could have flown back home. I, there were contingency plans in case right. this thing totally and completely went south uh but like i said they stepped up to the plate and the car was clean and it was fully charged and it has uh, you know it was a, a really good ride home didn't have any problems and i saw america tony before we get to your america stories because there are some <laughs> great ones the thing i love about this story is that this is the kind of thing where when someone i go to buy a car and it's not ready People flip out on social media. People cause a scene. You There could have been yelling and screaming. You could have been a video, a, you know, world star. That could have been you. Well, right? Yeah. So Wait, I'm not saying you weren't bothered, but none of that none of that transpired, and, and you simply took the route of, let's see what happens, take a breath, 
These things do happen. Let's not get crazy. Hey, Seuss, my salesperson down in Tucson uh, was very good, very patient. Uh, I felt I was very patient, too, because you've met me, Tony. Sometimes I could fly off the handle. Is that right? Yeah, I wasn't happy. Never experienced that. Right? Wasn't happy. Uh, But uh, over the course of uh, three hours being there the day uh, I decided to come back the next day looking at different vehicles, I I realized, okay, I could have flown off the handle. I could have gone to social media, like you said, and, you know, filmed a video outside and completely blasted them. And what would that have gotten me? Right. Right. No, that's it. But people do that because they want this like immediate revenge kind of thing going on. And you took the the tact of, all right, let's see how this goes. Let's not get ourselves crazy. Let's see if they make it right. And CarMax made it right. And they made it right for me. So you get in the car. You're like, thank you so very much. Um, I got a full charge. I'm off. And you drive from Tucson Mm -hmm. back to Indianapolis. Tell me about the drive. Well, first of all, you know, left Tucson, drove all the way through New Mexico diagonally. You know, uh, going and trying to venture my way northeast through New Mexico, ran into the world's largest pistachio, Tony, just uh, outside of Las Cruces, New Mexico. Not a real pistachio. No, not a real pistachio, but it was about, I don't know, 45 feet. That will draw you in when you're driving down the road. Uh, Saw that. People were pistachio crazy. You could tour the pistachio farm. Can you climb the pistachio? No, you can't climb. There are people there preventing you from climbing (laughs) the pistachio. Uh, Then I, I stopped in the night at Elk City, Oklahoma. I have never seen so many casinos outside of Las Vegas than on the road in Oklahoma. There were casinos everywhere. I may have accidentally fallen into one on the way home. Accidentally? Accidentally. Uh, Fingers Malloy is a ridiculous, crazy gambler. Wait till we put together a trip to Vegas, everybody. Oh, the Eat, Drink, Smoke Las Vegas tour will be fantastic. Uh, won a little bit of money. Nothing crazy. Okay. Enough to buy lunch. Oh, good for you. Being there for four hours. Uh, Got yourself the uh, prime rib, did you? Yes. Uh, and then the last night, I stayed in St. Robert, Missouri. Oh, look at you. Missouri. And this this was something, Tony. The next day I got up. It was a Sunday morning. Uh, headed down uh, the, the interstate there and found a truck stop. And I figured, oh, hey, I haven't had some truck stop hash in a while. So uh, the, you the, haven't? The, ha- the, the corned beef and hash. It's not corned beef and hash. It's just corned beef hash. Oh. Exactly. You stopped at a truck stop for corned beef hash? Yeah. And I walked in. Tony... No one was wearing a mask. <laughs> Nobody. There were no masks. Tony, they had a buffet. I haven't seen a buffet in forever. <sighs> they had a little sign that said you had to wear gloves, and they had hand sanitizers, uh, and, but they had in a buffet. And if that wasn't enough, Tony, to make me feel like I was in 1975, I turned to my left. There was a room, and it, there was a sign on the room that said smoking section. <laughs> In Missouri. Hold on. Gavin Newsom from California is coming to <laughs> provide a summons immediately. Really? There was a smoking a section. Sm- and I know people listening all over the country, you, know, you may still have a smoking section in your restaurant. I have not seen a smoking section in central Indiana at restaurants I've been in in years. The last time I remember a smoking section was the Howard Johnson's Middletown, New Jersey, Route 35, where I grew up. They had a smoking section. Right? That, that's the last yeah. one I remember. Oh, and, and one more thing, Tony. Please. Border Patrol pulled me over. Didn't, they had a Border Patrol checkpoint north of Las Cruces, New Mexico, on the interstate. 
just pulled over to the side, and there was one Border Patrol agent just looking in each other, everybody's car. I rolled down my window. He looked at me. He goes, you a U.S. citizen? <laughs> I was like, yes, sir, I am. Looked into my Chevy Volt and saw all the, the Twinkies wrappers and <laughs> empty mo- Monster Energy drink cans. And he said, thank you, sir. Go on your way. So oh. that was my trek from Tucson to Indianapolis. Now, how was how was the Chevy Volt? How okay. did it perform? Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it's right here outside the window. We record in Indianapolis. Right next to your Hummer. Right. <laughs> I, I drive an H3, and, and Fingers drives himself a Chevy Volt. It's a blend bar cigar where we record. It's right outside the window. Uh, it, it, it looks lovely. Is it, you're, you're like, what, 6'3"? Yes, 6'3". It's have, comfortable? Oh, yeah. No problems at all getting in and out. Very comfortable. Comfortable leather seats, heated seats, heated steering wheel. Uh, it's, oh, it's loaded. Somebody's bragging. Yeah. AM, FM radio. <laughs> AM and FM? That's right. Nothing but the best. All right. Well, well good on CarMax for getting it done right. Good on them. And uh, I'm glad you got home safe. And in one piece. (laughs) No pistachios? That's a shame. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. As I have been saying, it is time to celebrate. A celebration is much in order. Why? Because this insane election season is almost over. I'm not telling... (laughs) I'm not questioning which way you're voting. I'm not getting into it. But let's celebrate that this is the last weekend before Election Day. And hopefully, Ah! hopefully we'll have... An answer, and we celebrate the way you should celebrate with Winston Churchill from Davidoff. This is the late hour, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I am Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and I love the late hour. The problem with the late hour is you can't find it everywhere. You are not going to find this everywhere. So wherever you find Davidoff cigars... Search for the late hour. Ask for it by name. There are other Winston Churchill in that line, cigars you can find, and they are all lovely. This is special. The Winston Churchill late hour, the late hour, is a 7 by 48. So 7 refers to the length that's 7 inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes him laugh. And 48 is the ring gauge, how thick it is around. Tee-hee. Again, with the childlike laughter. A 64 ring gauge would be a full inch around. So this, for me, is a wonderful feel in the hand. Anything between 48 and a 52, that's where I am most comfortable if I'm not doing, for example, a a box press, which I don't even know how you figure ring gauges sometimes on those. This is, for me, one of the pound-for-pound most enjoyable smokes that are out there. The wrapper is this beautiful, beautiful milk chocolate heading into dark chocolate. You can feel the oil. Sometimes I like to feel the grit of uh, of the wrapper. That's not here. This is smooth, it is oily, uh, but not, not excessive at all. You can really make out the leaf. It's a beautiful, beautiful work of art. And as for the cigar itself, that wrapper is a Habano from Ecuador right there. It is a San Andreas uh, binder, and the filler is Dominican and Nicaraguan. And what are you going to get on this? The notes that you're going to get on this, well, that really depends on a couple of things. First, write this down. Meaning, go get yourself a notebook and make it your cigar notebook and write down what you ate that day, write down what the weather is, what were you drinking that day. Hold on a second, Fingers Malloy. What did you eat today? Fingers? Does it really matter what I ate, Tony? It, it, it could very well matter because people should know your absolutely terrible dietary habits. Well, today uh, I had pumpkin spice donuts and a baby Ruth for lunch. Uh, 
And uh, how are you alive? And I, I chased that later with uh, five tacos from Taco Bell with a diet Pepsi, Tony, because I didn't want the empty calories. That's that that is absolutely crazy. So I'm trying to figure out how that's impacting my enjoyment of the cigar. So when I smoke the late hour, one of the reasons I like it so very, very much is that it has this wonderful earthiness to it and this wonderful cream that goes along with it. I love those flavors. Now, those are usually flavors I get out of Nicaraguan cigars, so that could be that filler kind of uh, coming through. It is just, to me, one of the most enjoyable flavors that's out there. I am not a fan of the overly peppery or the overly spicy. There are times where it's good, and I enjoy it, and I appreciate what they've been putting out, but these are the kinds of flavors that really really work for me. And when you smoke a cigar, we always break it into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. The cigar changes as you go forward. And this is is this kind of cigar that as you get in into uh, the second, you'll get into su- that sweetness. There'll be a, a touch, some people say, of citrus. I've never actually experienced that in the late hour. What I get is this robust, joyous, rich tobacco that kind of takes me through it all. This is a cigar that, for me, now we're pairing it with the Four Roses Small Batch Select, which I think works very, very well, especially I want to see if the citrus and or, or the floral, uh, I'm sorry, the fruit that we get in the bourbon actually helps bring out some of the citrus that they say exists in the cigar. This pairs with coffee better than almost anything I smoke. And we have the French press right here uh, to prove it. Fingers below, you just start smoking. Where are you? Well... It's, I don't know if people would describe a cigar this way, but you know how sometimes when you go to a restaurant and you have the mashed potatoes and the, and the, the meatloaf and people call it comfort food? Right. This kind of feels like a comfort cigar. I'm with you. Uh, you know, the, you, you mentioned the, uh, the earthy kind of farm notes. There's like a, 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 a little bit of hay. It's very creamy. When I first lit it, and this is probably just me, I did get a pepper kind of flavor, but that subsided very quickly. It's very enjoyable, uh, nice, easy draw, no problem with the burn. I want to, I want to, um, I don't, I don't want to correct you, but I want to correct a concept because very often we'll talk about the spice and the pepper and say it subsides. It's not that it goes away. It's that it hits and you're very aware of it at the first and then it becomes something you're used to. You blend in. Fair enough. It's not hitting you each and every time. Right. It's almost that your palate is kind of getting used to what's happening with the cigar. Sometimes we'll say fade away and I'm like, it doesn't actually fade. The, the, that flavor is still there. What it is is it's not as pronounced is the best way to, to describe that. Yeah, and you can get that with bourbon too, right? If you, if you have a, a, a high-proof bourbon, the first sip, you may think, oh, that's really strong, but then you get used to it. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Tony. It, you, you, I got that right off the, the bat when I lit it. We're just in the first third, and I'm used to that spice. But it's not something that is a very overwhelming mm-hmm. flavor. And, it, I, and, and I am, you know, I talk about that, that earthiness and that, that richness. I, I think that appeals differently to, to different people. Uh, in the first third, some people might notice a bit of, of a grassy, which is a, a flavor I, I really do like, a grass or a, or a hay uh, kind of a, a flavor. I think that it just works so well with this cigar because of that, that, that earth, that, that fullness, and I'm calling it a richness. It's the best word I can use for it with, with uh, the Davidoff uh, 
Winston Churchill, the late hour that we're smoking, that just everything, it kind of like it pops in and it pops out. So you've got this richness that comes all the way through. And then there are these little pieces that kind of make themselves known and then drift back in to the background and then come back out. The construction is perfect on this cigar. The weight of this cigar is perfect. The feel in your hand is exceptional. This uh, this after the, the golf course, this on the back porch, this is not a golf course cigar. Don't you dare waste <laughs> this cigar on, on a golf course. You'll find this for somewhere around $20, $22 a stick when you do find it. Um, that That's at least how I find it. I'm just a remarkable, crazy fan. I never bought into the notion of a seasonal cigar, and I'm not saying you couldn't enjoy this in the summer, but this feels like a fall cigar, doesn't right? it? I, I, it's it's just very good, and I'm really looking forward to pairing it with this coffee. Have you tried it with, with the, the Four Roses small batch? Because no, I, I, it, I think it goes... I think it's a very, very lovely combination because I it's a small batch select that we're doing, 104 proof, and it's just... The, those those flavors that are in there, that bit of vanilla and caramel, complementing that that touch of pepper and that earthiness in there, the kind of fruit that that you're getting uh, in in the in the Four Roses Small Batch Select, it rarely do I find a pairing that just works perfectly. This is it. This is my pumpkin spice in the fall. Right here. <laughs> this pairing is perfect. This is fall to me. If there is somebody you're going to visit for uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, or you're going to see, uh, and you want to do it right. And 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 you know they're they're a fan, uh, the the small batch select from Four Roses and from Davidoff, uh, the Winston Churchill the late hour, I can't say enough good things about this cigar and we're gonna more to say as we smoke through it. This is Eat Drink Smoke. So the fine people at Wendy's are doing their best Oprah impression. You get a chicken sandwich, and you get a chicken sandwich. You, you don't get a chicken sandwich, but you get a chicken sandwich. Eat, drink, smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, right there. They're giving away new chicken sandwiches. They've got a new one, right? It seems like all the time they've got themselves some new kind of chicken sandwich. For the next two weeks through November 8th, you can get a classic chicken sandwich when you make any purchase through the Wendy's mobile app or at uh, the restaurant. What? It's so smart. We've talked about this on previous shows where fast food restaurants are offering special deals if you download the app. They get the app on your phone, and next thing you know, okay, you, they made you the, they gave you the chicken sandwich for free, and then you get hooked on the app, and then you become a better customer for that particular restaurant. So that's I've, a pretty cheap acquisition cost. Absolutely. Right. I, I, I've got the McDonald's app. I use it all. This may surprise you. I use it a lot. Do they, do they have points? Like, do you get things from it? Yes. Well, the coffee. You get five coffees, you get a free coffee. But there are so many deals. You know, buy a Big Mac uh, at regular price, get a second one for a penny, uh, buy two breakfast sandwiches for four bucks. Did you hear what Burger King did? You want to talk about the coldest thing I have ever seen ever. Burger King had a, like, they, they sometimes do these things where if you're at a McDonald's and you order from the Burger King app, because they will they can figure out you're near a McDonald's, they'll give you the food for free. Get out! But, and, and therefore not going to McDonald's. It's so cold. They had a thing where if you went to a closed-down Wendy's or Pizza Hut or something else and you ordered, you could get your food for, like, a penny, like one of those kinds of deals. That's the coldest thing I have ever heard that in my life. That is so great. Uh, no, when I was traveling, 
I had a layover in Phoenix, and I had Wendy's breakfast for the first time. Have you had Wendy's breakfast? No, I have not, but I have heard that Wendy's is doing serious damage to McDonald's on the breakfast tip, and McDonald's is not doing all-day breakfast now, and they're wondering whether they're going to bring it back, and there's a real question about how breakfast impacts their entire business. The great, the, one of the cooler stories out there, we'll get to Wendy's in a second, sure. was when Starbucks started doing food and started hitting McDonald's in the breakfast category, McDonald's said, maybe you don't understand who we are. And that's when they started redoing stores. That's when they started McCafe. They just added cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. and everything else uh, to, to, the, to the, their breakfast menu. They're, right? They're trying this whole bakery uh, concept, but if you can't get an Egg McMuffin at 2 a.m., the whole thing doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they consider breakfast to be theirs. And when Starbucks tried to step in, they were like, maybe you don't understand us. We, have you met Ray Kroc? We, have, <laughs> we will steal your wife. We will steal your business. We are in this to win it all the way. But I haven't had a Wendy's breakfast yet. I know they've got like a honey chicken thing. Yeah, they got a honey chicken biscuit, I believe. I say, yeah. uh, they've got the standard biscuits with you know the the sausage and egg. They were very good, but the, their breakfast potato was like a. It was kind of like it had the the Arby's curly fries kind of spice to it, right? But yet it was a. a it was they, they were fries. They were fantastic. They were so much better than the McDonald's hash browns. Very very. Oh, good. that's that's sacrilege. They're they're very good, Tony. I could eat a hash brown sandwich where you have two hash browns and in the middle more hash browns. <laughs> love it, love it. It's it's the perfect shape. The whole thing about it. Yeah. What? Well, they're too small. The, the problem is you can, You're you can nine shove of them. that whole thing in your mouth. They only give you one on a value <laughs> meal. They need six <laughs> or a baker's dozen. But there was for a while the whole chicken sandwich fight thing. The spicy chicken. <laughs> It is so amazing how well that worked and that America bought in, which is the more strange part. Like, people will do this to get a free chicken sandwich. I I get that. And all those fast food places are really now trying to get you because you feel safe in the world of coronavirus getting that food through the drive-thru. And because you feel safe, they're like, well, what other options can we create and give to do that. The spicy chicken sandwich thing, that fight, America got into it. They're like, this is fun. You couldn't get one at Popeye's. You couldn't get it here. And, and people would wait online. And, you know, it's it's goofy, right? But America likes a little bit of, of, of release. Dunkin' Donuts now has the ghost pepper donut. It is uh, a uh, regular yeast dough topped with strawberry icing that's mixed with a blend of cayenne and ghost pepper. No. Yeah, I'm not there either. I can appreciate the idea of spice in something that's sweet, but I want what I want. And when I'm getting a donut, it is it is a cake donut or a sour cream donut. I w- I want it to have some chew. I want it to fight back. I I agree with you, but and I also think that this is a company that's trying too hard. You, you know, not to get back on the whole pumpkin spice thing, but when but you, if we were, yeah. Uh, you know, where companies just are trying to <laughs> jump on the pumpkin spice train and have everything on their menu, have some sort of pumpkin spice option. You don't, a ghost pepper donut, I, I just don't see it. That's not something I want. Okay, imagine a ghost pepper donut. What You want a donut and coffee. Do ghost peppers play well with coffee? But people are spice nuts. <sighs> they want to hurt themselves with spice. They want to be in pain. There's a whole Facebook show. I think I've only seen it on Facebook. Where people do an interview while eating super hot wings, and I'm like, "This is insane!" And sometimes you have to watch because they're crying. Yeah, 
and they're trying to talk, and the spittle coming out, and then the nose is running, and that's that's not how I want to do food, but people love that. I I had friends that used to do that all the time, and I would watch them, and I would watch snot coming out of their nose, and the the sweat pouring from their their uh, foreheads. And I thought to myself, how. How is this an enjoyable dining experience? They must be making some woman very happy. <laughs> you can only imagine. Now, as I said about McDonald's, they've introduced an apple fritter, a blueberry muffin, and a cinnamon roll. Now, cinnamon roll, I can absolutely understand. Uh, if we go to Ikea, oh. we walk away with a four-pack uh, of cinnamon rolls. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's just one of those things that, that you do. Whatever happened to just the apple pie? The apple pie is a great creation. A fantastically what? No, I what? I agree with you, but I, I can find another partner. I like the old apple pie better. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a it's new now. Oh yeah, the new apple pie. It's the it's a flakier crust. The old apple pie. It was a pocket, and you bit into it, and the hot lava apple filling came out, and you burned your lip, and you liked it, and it made you tougher, Tony. Now they got the flaky apple pie, and it's just, it, to me, it's not as good. Just like they, they, they changed their cinnamon roll. They used to have a traditional cinnamon roll. Uh, then they went to this puff cinnamon roll, and I guess now that they're, they're out with a new cinnamon roll. Right. I didn't so know they had cinnamon rolls before. Oh, yes. They've had cinnamon rolls for years. Papa John's is introduced a cheeseburger pizza. Huge portion of seasoned beef, melty cheese, zesty pickles... And signature burger sauce. But the way I see the photo, right, it's the pizza, but they've got it folded over here like you've almost turned it into like a panini or, or, or a sandwich. I happen to love those toppings. I love that idea all the way. I, we, we are people who actually make our own pizza sometimes. We'll mm-hmm. get the dough. It's a great thing to do if, you, if you're families. Do it, do it with the kids. It's a lot of fun. And everyone throws on their own toppings and they make a mess. And it's, 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 it's a good time. And it's easy. And at least you know what's going into the pizza. I love this. Yeah. This makes sense. I bake pizza at home, too, on my grill, Tony. My, you, my, are you? My charcoal grill. Absolutely. Love it. It's fantastic. Don't you need, like, a special, like, like brick to put it on? I or? put it on a stone. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, to have that wood fire flavor. Do you get it? Yes, absolutely. From a, char- from from a charcoal. charcoal. Yeah, it's, it, it's a charcoal-flavored pizza. It tastes a lot like the old wood fire pizzas that you could get. You know, I still don't have a grill. We need to get you on that, Tony. I, 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 total paralysis. I have total paralysis on a grill. I can't decide what I want. I can't decide what size. I'm, I'm a mess. If someone can help, I'd really appreciate it. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, food, radio extravaganza. Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Don't forget the podcast at Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever fine podcasts are sold. You don't even have to pay for it. That's our gift to you, America. <laughs> That's who we are. We are doing a review from Davidoff, the Winston Churchill, the late hour. This is one of my favorite favorite cigars. I am just an outrageous fan as we're starting to move into the second third uh, of this cigar right here. That little bit of pepper still remains. Um, I have not, I know a lot of people talk about getting a citrus note off of this cigar. I'm still in to that earth. A little bit of that grass I think is there. A little more pronounced than I'm paying attention to it. But we're drinking it with a French press coffee. We had paired it with the uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select, which is stunningly good. Really good. 104 proof. Absolutely worth being in your cabinet. But this is a cigar. Find it $20, $22 a stick. It could be more in some places. And they don't sell it everywhere. Right? So this is a cigar you actually have to go search for and find. But when you find it, 
you buy it. Well, for me, you know, I'm always looking for a value, Tony. $20 is a little pricey for me to, to uh, purchase a cigar. Usually I like to stay between the, I don't know, 8 to 12 maybe $15. Appreciate that. Totally would splurge on this. This is, a, for me anyway, not for everybody, it would be a special occasion cigar, but this is definitely something I would have in the humidor. Oh, oh. Absolutely, positively. This is a, and every now and again, I mean, if, if you want to get yourself a box, feel free. If you want to get us a box, feel free. <laughs> it's quite all right. It's the late hour, the Winston Churchill, the late hour from Davidoff, and just just absolutely love it. It's time for news of the week, but before I let you do your part, Fingers Malloy, a, a really interesting sale in the cigar world because it's a multi, it's, it's a $1.4 billion sale, and it involves some of the biggest brands that bring us the biggest brands in cigars, right? So, so Altidus is just a gigantic name in, in cigars, and it's part of this sale that went for $1.4 billion. Uh, it's some of the major factories uh, that, that are out there, uh, the non-Cuban cigar brands uh, of, of Monte Cristo, of Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, which is... You know, it, it's a name that it's one of those classic names uh, of of cigars. It won't mean much to you, me, and we when we go to buy our cigars. You can't imagine that all of a sudden things are going to change. But whenever there's a big sale like this, a big bit of movement uh, like this, you always gotta take a look and wonder how things might change and might. Uh, uh, you know, reassess. Well, sometimes lines kind of, they they come together. Sometimes companies decide to go in a different uh, direction. So you could see over. And it might take a couple of years for that to happen. Where some things you're used to seeing regularly, you don't see. Some things kind of get a little more pronounced. That's why I bring it up. It's Imperial Brands um, that did the sale to this well investment consortium, as they describe it. This from Cigar Aficionado. The other reason I bring it up is that when you get out of the idea of cigar guys making cigars, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, they get out of cigars and they hand it over to the bankers. Bankers are in a much different business than artists who make cigars. And I'm not angry at the bankers. They see an opportunity. But they're in the business of bottom line. And that's sometimes why you see the shifts uh, that, that take place. It's actually one of the biggest sales that's really gone down in the, the cigar industry, and there are going to be some splits, so it's worth keeping an eye on because one of the things that also was part of this is the Casa de Monte Cristo retail chain. Now, the only Monte Cristo that I've been to is the one in New York, which I think is on I think is on second, is where you find it. And I I walked in, I looked around, I said, "This is not my place." There's nothing wrong with it. Like there are other places I'm sure are fantastic. But when I'm in New York, the place I would go is the Nat Sherman townhouse, and that is now closed. So I'm going to spend more time uh, uh, over here well, for you, sure. That's what I was going to actually bring up when you hear about things like this. And, of course, that was a whole different deal. But, you know, Nat Sherman was part of a sale, was it not? And then eventually Nat Sherman was phased out of that particular business after the, the, the company who bought them uh, acquired them. So you... Sometimes you worry about things like that when there's an acquisition. Um, also, you may worry if you are a customer of, say, uh, JR Cigars, which was also included in this. Oh, that's right. They were. That's a huge online 
seller of so, cigars. Yeah, so you wonder if you are a frequent customer of JR Cigars, will this change things? I mean, at this point, you gotta you got to hope that it won't, but maybe it'll improve things. You never know. It's just when, a, when something like of this magnitude happens, you should know about it. And so when you see changes, and I don't think changes happen automatically. I think they happen o- o- over time. Uh, this is the reason why, and this is something to to look at and look for. Really, really uh, interesting. And by the way, I was right. Second Avenue. I, I I know my cigars, people. Thank you very much. Fingers Malloy, what do you got? Michael Jordan, who Does enjoys he like cigars. C- yes, he loves cigars. Shocking. Not such a fan of social media, though. Tony. He said he didn't know if he could survive the social media age, specifically Twitter. He was talking about his pal Tiger Woods and how he's handled social media over the years and he said it's to the point where some people have been able to utilize it to their financial gain and things of that nature but for someone like myself and that is what tiger deals with i don't know if i could have survived in this twitter era where you don't have the privacy that you'd want and what seems to be an very innocent can always be misinterpreted and uh, you and i have both lived that in in many many ways um so First, credit Michael Jordan for the last dance in the increase in cigar sales. People watched that and were like, "Look at look at him smoking cigars. Everywhere you go, there's a cigar. I'm going to start. I'm going to start smoking cigars." That absolutely did happen. There's a true cause and effect uh, that 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 took place there. Um, I have made the decision in my life that Twitter, especially, is going by the wayside. Uh, I, I'm I'm phasing myself out, and it's going to happen rather quickly it's because i mean a touch of it is this whole censorship conversation Uh, i'm a guy who doesn't believe in censorship at all right i don't think that you should have social media platforms deciding what people can post because there could be things we agree on and then there are things we disagree on but if they agree on it you don't have a say and i don't think i want to support those people now i'm not giving up facebook because the the world that we've created with eat drink smoke the world uh, that I've created uh, for Tony Katz Radio, um, they're really good, for lack of a better word, really good communities. And I don't want to walk away from them, although I am very much willing to. Twitter, and you and I have been there since 2000. I've been there since 2006, 2007. Yeah, 2009 for me. Twitter has become just this remarkably hot dumpster fire. Yes. And no thanks. There's no joy. There's no fun. Everybody is looking to be outraged. Everyone's looking to be upset. This cancel culture conversation, I want no part of it. And we have seen radio guys on Twitter lose their jobs Yes, for an errant tweet. Sometimes you're like, how could you tweet that out? Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know even what the big deal is. One comment, and it's the people want to take it a completely different way and try and destroy. I don't, I, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to. It's just not worth it anymore. And also, it's a, a huge time suck. At least for me, I know it is because uh, I will be on my phone and I will go from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram and just a never ending cycle. And then I'll, I'll put my phone down and realize I spent 45 minutes doing that. So I think there's something to saying, OK, I need to step away from this stuff. I need to not be on these social media platforms as much as I am. And like you said, especially Twitter has become so toxic. Twitter to me used to be so much fun. And now... It's so easy to misinterpret the written word where someone puts something out there and someone reads it and misinterprets the the meaning of it. And then social media outrage happens. And then your phone blows up. 
I don't want any part of that anymore. No, and and between the the actual animosity, right? And I think Michael Jordan is absolutely right that it, it can destroy you if you don't handle it it right. Between the absolute animosity between the time and between the censorship, sometimes you got to say, you know what? I'm walking away, and that's that. That's exactly what I'm doing. The account will still be there, but it's just it's just not a place for me to live and and exist anymore. I'd rather exist with people. I, I I'd rather do I'd rather do this. And when people send us an email and ask a question or want to share an idea, that's everything that at least me I, I want to be a, a part of. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Tis the season for pumpkin spice, Fingers Malloy. Oh, for crying out loud. I know how much you love pumpkin spice. Fingers Malloy hates pumpkin spice in a way that is completely and totally irrational. He hates that people just want to put pumpkin spice into everything. A pumpkin spice donut he's fine with. Yes. A pumpkin spice coffee, not so much. Uh, pumpkin spice syrup, that's out of the question. Yes. That's gone. Yes. Kitsch pumpkin spice for the sake of pumpkin spice. Fingers Malloy will have nothing to do with absolutely nothing to do with it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy. I have found something I agree with you with. Now, oh. I'm not a super big fan of all the kitsch things, but I appreciate that people try things because they think they can sell a few things, and it's novelty, whatever. This, uh, Bro Bible had this story, brobible.com. Keep your car smelling so fresh and so clean, clean with Drift's Pumpkin Bourbon Freshener. Now, listen to me very carefully, Fingers Malloy. What is my problem with this idea of a car freshener that smells like pumpkin bourbon? I'm listening. No, I'm asking you. This, this is a question. There should be no pumpkin bourbon. <laughs> there should be no air freshener. There, there are several things wrong with this. Uh, we get into the air freshener story the discussion if you want. I'm against all air fresheners other than new car smell and cherry. Those are the only two acceptable Cherries, things. all right? Yeah, cherry's okay. <laughs> cherry and new car smell are the only two air fresheners, and it should be applied when your car's getting detailed. You shouldn't have a uh, a pine tree hanging from your rearview mirror. There should be none of this. There should be nothing attached to... Uh, the the, the 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 heater, you know, blowing the air with the air fresh. None of that, nothing. No, no. The problem here is what rational person wants their car smelling like alcohol? There's that. If too. they should get pulled over, like, I don't know, Border Patrol, like you did <laughs> as you drove back from Tucson buying your car from CarMax. It's my air freshener, officer. It's such an insane mistake. How could you even think of doing this? When, when KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, sells that, that, that log that you can put in your fireplace, it'll make your whole house smell like Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think that's genius. What about the Crocs, though? The Kentucky Fried Chicken Crocs. What are the... Did oh, we, we did the talked story. about this. I yeah. don't remember what oh, it was. Oh, the Crocs that smell like KFC chicken. The shoes? Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot. I, <laughs> that's worse than pumpkin spice. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. It is such a bad idea. Guys, I don't want... I, 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 Go be in business and make a billion dollars. Prove me wrong. Making your car smell like alcohol is the worst idea in the world. Anybody who has ever transported, like you're bringing a bottle of wine somewhere or whatever, uh, it, the, the, the worst thing that can happen is if somehow the wine falls away, something opens, and then your car smells like you're like, oh, man, I hope I don't get pulled over. <laughs> well, now imagine having that smell with you forever. Right? I almost bought an air freshener for the Chevy Volt. Really? I, as a gag, I was walking through an aisle in, in New Mexico, and they had... Old Spice car air freshener to make your car 
smell of Old Spice. I'm going to buy that for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Fingers Malloy, <laughs> to you and yours and the whole family. Now, uh, listen, definitely I am celebrating the final weekend before the election and hopefully getting all this behind <laughs> us. But Halloween is in the way. Yes. And we've talked candy and everything else. Cigar aficionado doing the work. Seven ways to smoke a cigar on Halloween. Oh, nice. Absolutely brilliant. These are these are cigar-inspired costumes so you can smoke a cigar while walking around with your kids. <laughs> On Halloween, because if the COVID isn't going to stop your kid from getting candy, the cigar will. <laughs> this is actually an excellent list. The first one, Wolverine. Be dressed like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because he smokes a cigar. That's pretty funny because what does it take? Like like messing up your hair uh, and wearing a leather jacket. And you can, you can get yourself a six-pack in like days or, you know, just pretend. <laughs> Just right? pretend there that, that your abs I are totally I just love fine. the idea that you're walking down the street smoking a cigar going, ah, it's part of my costume. Second one is Winston Churchill. And we are doing uh, from the Winston Churchill line, the late hour from Davidoff. You need a three-piece suit. You need a bow tie. You need some round glasses. You need to shave your head. That's it. It's all you have to do. I actually put on 60 pounds this year for Halloween so I could go as Winston <laughs> Churchill. And then you got to be willing to walk through the trenches of World War I and not worry about whether you're being shot at, which is like the greatest Winston Churchill story ever. Like, he would, he would do that. He would walk the line, and the bullets would be flying, and, and soldiers would be flinching, and he would turn to them and say, what are you flinching for? You already heard the bullet. It either hit you or it's past you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but he would do it with a much better accent than I do. Uh, Groucho Marx, another solid. Just get yourself the mustache. And, and the glasses, you're good to go. Maybe maybe some Eugene Levy uh, eyebrows. True, but I mean, at this point, don't you think people under the age of 50 have to Google Groucho Marx? Maybe. maybe Which is a shame, by the maybe way. Maybe they do. If you want to be a little more uh, uh, up to snuff in your culture, Abraham Floyd. Abraham Floyd, we're talking about uh, the character from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So you could do that as well. You got to get yourself. Uh, I, he has like the weird goatee, like big, big goatee. And then another one you can go as Tony Soprano. Okay, slick back the hair. Get yourself uh, a uh, you know like 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 a, a nat uh, a nat nast shirt or or just like the the black uh, t shirt with the with the jacket over it. And that and that's all you have to do. And then you have to invent some kind of lisp. The, I, I am so sorry, James Gandolfini is is passed away. Yeah. What he did to voice that character and create that voice, the amount of vocal coaching he created to create that little bit of that that bit of accent, which is a part New Jersey, part New York, that little bit of lisp that he had going on. I mean, the guy was stupendous a, a, as an actor, and that that's a fun costume. Or you can go as Hellboy, right? Or yeah. Ron Perlman, the actor. You can go as Hellboy. Just paint your face red. And give yourself some weird hair, and I don't know how you put the two things like 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 muffins. Just put muffin, <laughs> not the tops, cut off the tops, and stick the muffins muffin to your head. Tops, yeah. I just think I just think it's great. I can't imagine like this year for for Halloween. Uh, my neighborhood does something that didn't happen to me when I was growing up. People get together in driveways and they've got the fire pit oh, yeah. going, and they're all drinking. I never saw that growing up in Jersey. Yeah, I, I, to me, this is an Indiana thing because we didn't do this. In Michigan, either, but in my neighborhood, people get kegs. It's unbelievable. They'll hand out trick or treat drinks for the adults. Yeah. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Watching that for the first time, I'm like, 
that's the coolest thing I ever saw in 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 my life. So we're doing that. We're we're doing that uh, this year. I can't imagine smoking a cigar and kids coming up. Right? I I have my limits. There are things I don't do. What about a nub? It's a small cigar. It's a little, a little taste. I, I don't think it's a question of the size of the cigar. I think it's the idea of it. I'm going to do a Halloween costume mashup because now I, I've been inspired by this story. I'm going to do part Winston Churchill and part uh, the Ocean Spray TikTok guy. So I'll be dressed like I'm usually dressed. <laughs> <laughs> on a skateboard. <laughs> on a skateboard. Fleetwood Mac uh, playing. Yep, yep. And uh, a bottle of ocean spray in one hand and a cigar in the other. Do you do you smoke in front of kids? Do you do, you do that? Well, I, I have kids and right. I smoke at the house. I But yeah. I go on the back deck. I don't. I, I try not to. But, you know, sometimes when I'm out front and I'm grilling, you know, there are kids in the neighborhood. They'll, they'll stop by. But, no, I don't. I try not to make a habit of it. So I don't I, hide it either. I now that they're older, I, I smoke in front of the kids. When they, when they were younger, I, I didn't. I just didn't do it. If they have friends over and I'm smoking, I'm not worrying about it. I'm, but I, it wouldn't dawn on me. I would, say, I would argue that it's improper to do that if kids are coming to the house for Halloween. Right? It's... There's a part of it that I think is improper, and there's a part of it that you're totally inviting a fight. You're inviting someone to say, you know, that's so wrong. Well, I could see and someone... I imagine they say it like that. Right, exactly. I could see people saying, couldn't you wait? It, it's two hours a year. Right. You, you couldn't wait until after the trick-or-treating was over. I and my exactly answer would it. be no. I couldn't wait. Right? I, need, I needed a cigar right now. If I was going to an adult Halloween party... I would totally go as Winston Churchill, but making it true Halloween, I would go as sexy Winston Churchill. Oh, what's the difference? Right? Oh, well, what, what's the difference? You between- show some ankle? Right. <laughs> that's, that, that is exactly it. Uh, the Winston Churchill, the late hour. This is a cigar worth finding. This is a cigar worth smoking. Wonderful earthy flavor. And uh, the Four Roses Small Batch Select. It's just excellent and should be in your liquor cabinet. Go have a happy Halloween. Let's get this election over with. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.